0: The cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and
2: Maggie Loney. I was going to say, you also wonder, too, like with with safeties, if there's not something to be said for, hey, we have a new DC. We need a little bit more experience with communication being such an issue. I don't know if you want to trot out two safeties who are new to the NFL. Like Jair can make up for you at corner. Quay is going to still, I would imagine be the mic where the communication helmet, that'll be significant for a lot of those things. But I, I have a hard time picturing the Packers just like tossing the keys to two safeties who were either in their first or second year in the NFL being expected to like handle some of these communications, especially knowing, like you said, that he does like to play middle of the field clothes, likes to do that cover one when he can like, safety is going to be a huge role in this defense and we used to joke that like safeties you could kind of just like if they weren't as good you could just like kind of hide them right and you're like okay well if your corners are playing like shut down and your inside linebackers are keeping everything in front of them the safety like if you can make a tackle occasionally you're going to be okay like not in this defense not in the Jeff Halfley defense that he likes to run safety is going to be a really important piece and I yeah I mean as much as we talk about the Packers not having a ton of capital, you could see them kind of like, you know, pinching pennies to get something together to to go after one of these guys that is really going to make an impact. A hundred percent.
0: And if you think about, I mean, you mentioned Anthony Johnson Jr., which I'm really glad you did, as someone that maybe they're really excited about, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they really like the skill set he brings and he needs a decent amount of development. Bring in a vet guy who can assist with that. And then you're getting someone who's, learning who's probably a starting but doesn't have to be the guy next to a vet i think that's like kind of the perfect situation and it's a little bit what they did with savage and amos and that was the year that they were great um yeah it's going to be really interesting to see what they do
1: i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal
2: yeah let's wrap here with inside linebackers quickly we're always like oh these off-season shows are gonna be so quick and then (laughs) we somehow talk forever about them but yeah inside linebacker right if you're looking at especially the 49ers the Packers saw it Fred Warner Dre Greenlaw best in the biz best tandem it happened a couple years ago when they lost to the Bucs when it was Devin White and Levante David so like for a while we thought you know, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker could be that tandem. Devondre was coming off an all pro season. Quay was like that freak athlete in the middle who was very malleable, young, but high upside freak athlete. And now I think we're getting to the point where you need more from the inside linebacker position. And unfortunately, I don't think Devondre Campbell is going to be able to kind of rise to that level. So there's a lot of good ones in the draft. I don't know what the Packers are going to do there, but. I could see them definitely looking early to find a running mate for Quay because we're seeing the evolution of the defenses. And especially, you know, I know that everything's nickel at this point. It's more of like a 4-2-5 than a true 3-4 or 4-3 defense. But I think the inside linebackers are going to get even more important in the Jeff Halfley defense here as well.
0: Yeah. And they have such a good foundation, right? I think Quay is like such a perfect foundation to start off from because you said it, he came in as just this like, athletic freak with this like crazy sideline to sideline speed and the ability to like close in, you can blitz him, you can do a lot with him. But there were some things that he obviously needed to clean up. There were things that he needed to learn. And I thought in year two, he really made an amazing jump. He started wearing the dot, right? He started calling the defense, which is a huge jump because Dre used to do it. Um, Understanding that communication is again going to be even more important when Halfley comes in. Um, I think the really unique like pressure fronts that Jeff seems to like to call Quay mm-hmm. is going to be really important to be utilized yeah. in. But quite Quay still needs to learn how to cover the middle of the field. Like you, I think the difference between like a Dre Greenlaw and a Fred Warner and a Quay is that to me, like you get. Fred Warner, even on a shifty slot receiver, like he can pass breakup. And I'm not saying that that's the expectation because Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are (laughs) freaks. They are the best, the the best in the league, right? But like what we're doing on the show here is like, we are comparing where the Packers are to the team that's in the Super Bowl. And right now the team that's in the Super Bowl, what they have that the Packers don't is this tandem in the middle of the field that completely takes away your ability to hit that middle of the field, to move the chains like between the numbers. I mean, we saw it when the Packers played like something that they love to do and was a strength for Jordan in this offense was attacking the middle of the field. And you can't do that when you play the 49ers, or at least you can't do it as efficiently. And they make it a lot more difficult because Warner and Greenlaw they're going to confuse you. They're going to cause chaos. They're going to direct their defense where they know that you want to go. And on top of that, they're going to, like, make a play on the ball. Yeah. right. They are always. so – Always. I mean, Dre Greenlaw had two picks, one of which was, you know, I think a gimme, and one was a very good play. And that, to me, is that next step for Quay, right, is being able to – kind of follow some of the tight ends, some of the, just the guys that are in the slot. Um, He can do it sometimes, but like we saw him on third down against Brandon Ayuk. And the only reason it wasn't a move the chain situation is because Ayuk dropped the ball. Right. Right. So that, and again, maybe he's just never going to be a cover inside linebacker. It's, it's a lot to ask one player. Like it's, like I said, these are like gold standard, like freak athletes that we're comparing him to, but if that's not what he is, you probably need to get somebody in who can do that, or you need to beef up the nickel position we just talked about because you have to have to, have to, have to be able to make the middle of the field, like the danger zone for offenses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well said. I you took everything I was gonna say right out of my mouth. So yeah, Sorry. absolutely. No, I mean I think that's you know, every year we're kind of showing how the Packers are evolving and they're getting there. There aren't as many deficiencies when you look at the Packers roster compared to these Super Bowl teams. I mean, not to like, you know, reiterate a point here, but the Packers went toe to toe with one of the teams now that is representing the NF. Like they're in the Super Bowl. The Packers took it to them to the very edge, like without really nice safety play without really a strong inside linebacker tandem so like the pieces are almost there and I think you know with just a couple adjustments and a new defensive coordinator like they're really close so it'll be really fun now to revisit this episode next year when the Packers are in Super Bowl 59 (laughs) to look at how the roster just elevated them to the next step against you know whoever the heck they're playing probably the Chiefs in the AFC but Perry any final thoughts before we wrap this one up?
0: No, I love this episode. Um, it's so fun watching the evolution of this team and looking back and now looking forward. Um, it's true though, in like doing our research for this one, like just how close this team really is. Um, like the handful of holes I feel like they can really fill this off season. Um, so they're right there. They're right there in it.
2: And they've got they've got the picks to do it. They can yeah. move around, they've got All of those picks in the top 50, you know, the Jets second rounder, Brian Gutekunst loves to move around the board. He's got like seven or eight picks on day three. So, I mean, he's got the capital to do what he wants to do and make things happen. So that'll be exciting as well. But thank you, as always, for listening to the show. We appreciate it.